Hello. What's up? Okay, cool. It worked. Yay. And it kind of feels better, too, and it sounds better to me. Does it? Okay, good. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's what happens when we have high vibrations. Like. <laughs> and it's, I try to explain it to people, and they don't get it. So at least you do. Right? I only understand it because last Friday... This was trippy, actually. So I was listening to a really high frequency. I was listening to a beta frequency. And every time that I picked up my phone, it, like, stopped. And I was just like, what the fuck? And I just, like, any time, like, I wasn't focusing on the frequency and I, like, was paying attention to my phone, it would stop. And I was, like, tripping the fuck out. And I was just, like, I don't know if it's because the waves that are coming out of my phone or is it that they don't want me to focus on my phone. (laughs) It was weird. I don't know what it is either. I think it could be it could be a combination of things, which it normally is. And, like, those individual things are really fucked up to understand how they fit together. But they do. Yeah. Right? Like, I think part of it is is that our vibration is touching into... um, a certain type of frequency, mm-hmm. right? That is equivalent to Wi-Fi and data and whatever it is. So when you're at the same frequency as that, right, it becomes fluid and interchangeable. Mm-hmm. So you become that same frequency, so there's no difference anymore. It's, yeah, like, yeah, I could see right. how that would work. So you, so you feel it at the same. And if that other person isn't on that frequency, they won't. Yeah. Right? So you're either too high or too low or whatever. It doesn't really matter. I mean, it's not good or bad. It just that's why you're not connecting. Right? And in mm. a general sense, it's true, too. Like, have you ever been in a certain mood where no one really can connect with you at all, period, and you feel completely disconnected? Yes. Yeah. Right. So and and it's almost as if no one like you've put a complete block out or it, the world put a block on you and you're kind of in limbo for a bit because it's just you. Hmm. And that's happens. That happens to me quite frequently when I need to completely disconnect from everything and recharge. OK, so that still happens to you. Yeah. OK, yeah, I definitely have those days like. Actually, what was that last week? I think we were both on that. For sure, dude. Right? And what... See, we exist in a world that teaches us to feel any type of negativity Mm -hmm. is a bad thing. Yeah, you're supposed to just repress it, not feel it. Like, you're not... Of course, man. Like, no, that's wrong. Right? And and to, to the point that our genetics and our DNA is afraid to ask for help because we don't like asking for help. Every single person in detail, you like unprogram yourself to. Yeah. Right. That way. Where are you I'm, right now? I'm home. There is. There it is. There was like something over the mic or something. Oh, I like my chair. <laughs> I was sitting down and my phone was like underneath my butt. <laughs> like fell. There we go. That's better. <laughs> But I have my headphones in, so I'm surprised. Weird. I know. What the fuck? Yeah, my headphones are taking out of, so I didn't think it would affect it. But it maybe did. the maybe the mic got muffled somehow. I yeah. don't know. Okay. 
Let me take this hit. I love it. I can't believe I slept for like 14 hours yesterday. So you legit passed the fuck out. Yes. Passed. Like, I haven't done that in so long. (laughs) That's good for you. You needed it. What, that hit or the sleep? Both, probably. All right, welcome to High Ideas, where we get high and talk about ideas. Oh my god, that's such a dope little intro there. Thank you for <laughs> taking the lead. I was thinking about it too. I was like, when do we hit it? When do we when do we touch in that this is an actual episode? Yes. That people that people already know that they're listening to, but at some point I really just want to see how long it takes for somebody else to introduce the show. <laughs> Well, what it took? It took five minutes for me after I took my hit. Right, boom. Right, boom. so like, so like, what I want to do is see who whoever listens to this episode will know, will understand, right? But whoever doesn't listen to this episode now won't understand why I don't introduce the show at all unless it's a new person. Yeah. Or unless so they've been surprised. on for a little bit, right? So like, you mm-hmm. will just jump into it now because you'll get it. Yeah. Right, but Casey won't, and he's done three shows. So, Mm -hmm. right, like, we'll see. Now I'll wait until he – actually, you know what? Since it's going to be his first show back, I'll do the introduction. And then on our next show, I'll start him on the program. Yeah, I'll start him on the program. Yeah, I bet he'll do it. And and again, um, we did record something yesterday, but something came up. Yeah. And we didn't get back to it. And then one of us fell asleep for 14 hours <laughs> and <laughs> basically like passed out and did not connect with the planet for a long time. Yeah, I was gone. I was somewhere else. Well, fuck, you dealt with a lot of shit though yesterday too. Yeah. Well, especially like Friday and Saturday, which is like an overload of information. And I wasn't really getting that much sleep because I had to wake up early for work too. Mm-hmm. And so I was you, bed late. You, you, you crammed a lot into a weekend. Oh yeah. On like, really not just, not just physically, but like mentally and emotionally as well. Like it all connected into one. But and like, I also did a bunch of shit this weekend too, on top of that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Damn. Like, you mean, um... I, like, went to work, and then yeah. I went to, like, Target, and then I went to Well, that's what I mean. Festival, like, like all like of your, like, lot. physical, your physical stuff, right? Yeah. But plus, like, you, you were also intoxicated. Yeah. Right? So you did that as well. Like, a, another layer on the physical, right? You did all of your physical stuff of, like, going out, doing your work, whatever it is with your body. Right. And then you ingested stuff and ate food and drank water and whatnot. So like that played a role. But like you also went through an emotional and mental roller coaster too, probably. Yeah, I did. Okay, that I really want to tie in to what happened while I was at Nocturnal. So I went to Nocturnal Wonderland twenty eighteen. Um, I went to that same festival last year. The same weekend. It was last year it was my first raid. And my first rave was nocturnal. And so I wasn't going to end up going. Um, I actually ended up going with, like, Miles. Like, Miles, that was, like, our thing that we did. 
and so like we both had just like kind of been doing our own thing and I had this like we both had the same urge at the same time where we texted each other on Saturday and I was just like yo like let's go to nocturnal like fuck it like let's have fun and let's just see if we can escape or like just escape a reality I guess and I definitely got the opposite of that didn't get to escape in fact I actually got more immersed into the reality (laughs) (laughs) it was so interesting so I started like I've all year I've kind of been like debating if I how I feel about raves and the reason why I really enjoyed raves was because of the ecstasy like the ecstasy and just being able to like connect with all the music and that you're just like so immersed into the music you're all drugged out on E that you don't actually see what's actually happening around you. And there's a lot of negativity when it comes to raves and just like anything in general. Like the rave is just like a perfect representation of how our reality actually is. Like there was trash all over the floor. Um, and actually Miles ended up getting his phone taken from him amongst the crowd. Like we were having a really good time and, Everyone, like, everyone is just so lovey, supposedly. Like, everyone just acting like good vibes and plur and whatever. And he got his phone taken out of his pocket. Why are you laughing? That just sounds like such a shitty experience. That sounds like someone that's sober at one of those events. Yeah. (laughs) Like a complete sober reawakening going, what the fuck is all this shit? Yeah. And then, but get this, get this. So I've been trying to get Miles to do shrooms with me for a while now. And so I just stopped like forcing him. And I just told him, I was like, yeah, I'm going to bring shrooms. I'm probably going to do them. And he ended up taking them with me. Like this was his time. Like he was ready now. And I thought it was perfect for him to be at a rave because that's what he glamorizes. And he took the shrooms too and like got the truth of it. But we started off the night. I ended up drinking alcohol. Mm. Yeah, I drink alcohol, and I feel bad about it. And I actually learned that I'm not going to do it anymore. Like, I realized that there's no point in drinking alcohol because I rather feel like it's just like a mask. Like, all these drugs are masks. Shrooms is probably something I'm going to eventually stop doing as well. Mm -hmm. But right now, I still have a lot to learn from them. I still feel like I can learn from them. But, like, ecstasy, I'm done with. Like, alcohol, I'm done with. Like, yeah. um, but we started it, and we were really drunk in the beginning. This is a fucking shit show, Mike. Like, what the whole entire situation that happened is a fucking complete shit show. And me and Miles both just learned, like, the hugest lessons in life, like, from that day. <laughs> Sounds like it, man. Like, we both, like, went through this journey <laughs> together, and, like, we're, like, a whole different, like, people now together. Like, we both are, we grew. Yeah, how is okay. he? He is, he's fine. Like, it, we, He's good. He got he got past it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. He got he he took it really well, and in fact, like I'm really impressed with how well he took it. <laughs> um. So we started off the night. We were drinking on the way there. We were drinking. We got like a nice, expensive bottle of tequila, and so we took like two shots here when we, when we were in the house, and then we hey we took what? Oh, you got weed. What? You got weed? Yes, I do. You fucking clogged the toilet? (laughs) (laughs) 
Sorry, that one, <laughs> my roommate just told me he clogged the toilet. <laughs> I'm on a podcast right now, and so you're on that. Christopher. What? My friend Michael, you don't know him. I don't talk to her. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she's a scammer. <laughs> Dude, you really fucking clogged your toilet? What? You have a toilet upstairs. How dare you? Oh my god. <laughs> this must be so funny to hear on the other end. <laughs> Add your fade I don't know. You're going to have to go buy a plunger. I don't think we have a plunger. Holy shit. Millennial problems. <laughs> Why? Well, it's not even millennial problems. It's like 20s problems. God damn. Yeah, you'll okay. learn. You'll learn the importance of having a plunger in the house. I know. I usually have a plunger, but I, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> where was I? We, okay. were, we were raving it out. Okay, so we took two shots here. And then we were taking, we took like two shots in the car. And then we ended up just like finishing like the bottle. But we like poured like at least half of it into these things. Like these like plastic containers so we could sneak alcohol in. And Miles and I were just like, you know what? Let's go really wild tonight. Like, let's go extreme. And we never have, we haven't acted like this. And we're like, let's go buy some cigarettes. <gasps> and we bought cigarettes. <laughs> we Look like, at you, you know rebels. What? We were like, you know what? Let's do ecstasy tonight. So we got a, we got a pill. And then we just like brought, we had so much like substances on us. Was this fucking Saturday? Yes. Okay. So wait, you did mushrooms and? I didn't do the ecstasy. Okay. Yeah, let me get there. <laughs> right. Oh, sorry. I'm jumping. Yes, Go. you are jumping. I know. It's a lot. <laughs> um, we had like all this shit on us. Like we had shrooms. We had ecstasy. We had alcohol. We had cigarettes. Like we were going hard. We were like, yeah, ready. Ready to rave. <laughs> <laughs> the students. <laughs> and when we walked out of the car, we were shit-faced, so guess what? We didn't remember where we parked, but that's later revealed in the story with what happened with that case. We were just so drunk, we were like, yeah, let's go! Nocturnal! Hell yeah, we're drunk! <laughs> and we were at the first, um, like, after we got the pill from our friends, like, we met up with some of our friends there, who he is always, like, completely, like, gone like he's like away from this planet like he's always on acid and shroom or not shroom, acid and ecstasy but he looked like it's completely like incoherent and like he always just talks about he's like yeah i love not remembering what i did yesterday and like he does that every every weekend like he gets so <laughs> fucking gone and he's like the he's our acid or not acid he's our ecstasy connect so he'll bring like 60 pills to the show he'll just, <laughs> and he'll just like wave them around like not inside the venue, but, like, when we all meet up. <laughs> just crazy. And we got the pill from him, and we were, he was standing in front of us with our other friend. And we were just, like, vibing to the music. We were drunk. We were feeling it. And then I was just like, all right, Miles, when do you want to do the E? And he just like, uh, let's wait a little bit. And I was like, okay, well, let's take the shrooms. I was like, I'm going to take the shrooms. And I gave him two grams. Like, he held out his hand like he wanted them, so we both took two grams, just regular shrooms. And next thing you know, we're both just sober. <laughs> like, where did our alcohol go? Oh, shit. 
it completely just sobered us out. Yeah. And we were both, like, in our own heads. And I, like, turn around at him. He's not even wa- – we were watching Boombox Cartel. Like, Miles loves Boombox Cartel. And I look at him, and he's just completely turned around, turned his back to the show and is looking at the crowd. And the last time we did shrooms together, like, I totally left him. I left him in my own head, and he was left to deal with himself. And he didn't like that I left him last time. So I was just like, Miles, like, look at the show. Because I knew what I was experiencing in my head. I was just like, oh, my God, like, the yeah. thoughts are coming. <laughs> and I was like, let me make sure Miles is okay. And I'm like, Miles, like, look at the show. And he's just like, no, I'm fine. He's like, I'm taking it all in. And I was just like, all right, there you go. That's what I want to hear. He's just like, I'm just looking at everybody around us. And I was just like, okay. And, like, I just started, like, I was dancing and I was, like, feeling myself. I realized how much I was, I love myself. Like, I was touching myself. I was touching my legs. Like, I was caressing myself. Like, I was even, like, worried about Miles. We were both just doing our own thing. And, like, I just was really, like, feeling it and dancing. Like, I just felt like myself. And I was just like, I really love myself. And then all of a sudden it got interrupted with Miles. Is like, where's my phone? <laughs> my phone was oh. just in my pocket and now it's gone. And I'm just like, I don't know. And I'm like trying to, sh- I've like had those flashlight on and I'm looking and then I just get the thought in my head. It was stolen. And I was just like, Miles, it was stolen. And he's like, I know. <laughs> so someone during the like mosh pit, came up like bumped into miles and like took it Fuck, huh? and the sad thing is about race is that everyone is like so happy supposedly happy and like everyone's so loving with each other like everyone like compliments you and wait what okay all right well i'm not i can't smoke right now i'm in the middle of something oh you're on facetime no it's a podcast <laughs> so you called him to be on the podcast yes what's the podcast about it's about our stream trip. Miles and our stream trip. Oh, you got any more of those? No. Can you get more? Yes. Is this the person? Yes. Yeah, so no, it's just not the person who has stream. <laughs> <laughs> Is this another roommate? Yeah. Okay, yeah, you show <laughs> Bye. It's been real. Yeah, it's my roommate. Way to make, uh, hi- make Heidi is all about you. They asked you what the the podcast was about. I'm sorry. It's about people getting high and talking about ideas. You're right. You know what? I just <laughs> didn't want to talk to him. I know. I'm just giving you a hard time. Okay. So you were having a good time. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Miles lost his phone. Yeah. And I was like looking for it and I just like, I stopped. Like it, he just like. He got sad, like, he was just, like, in his own head, like, on shrooms, and his phone just got stolen. And so I was just like, okay, well, I started to feel, like, that took me there, too. I was just like, wow, like, that really sucks. Like, we're here trying to have a good time amongst all these people, and a couple, ten minutes earlier, someone was, like, every all these people were, like, coming up to us and telling us how beautiful we are and, like, hugging me and telling me that they love me and they love my soul. Mm-hmm. And then someone could just come up and take it from us. And, like, I was like, Miles, do you want to do the ecstasy? And that was me, like, trying to escape the feeling. 
trying to escape the reality of the rave. I wanted to just feel happy again. And he's just like, no, we don't need it. Or he said, no, I don't need it. I was like, he's like, you can take it. But he's like, I feel good with how I am right now. And I was just like, are you sure? And he's just like, yeah, I feel good. I was just, he's like, I don't need to take a drug to be happy. I don't need to have my eyes rolling back and looking like everybody else. And he like points to this crowd of like all these people just look completely like fucked. Like they're gone. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to take it either then. But like when I was like asking him to take the ecstasy, like I was realizing that I just wanted to have like we were I had the I didn't expect it to go down like this I wanted to escape reality and have a good time one more time because I'm just realizing so much stuff on my journey and I'm just like I just want to escape this one last time and I wasn't able to do that so I was just like okay well I'm not gonna do that see either and we're just like kind of just standing in the crowd and everyone's dancing and having a good time and we're like in the front row of boombox cartel (laughs) and the guy who's our friend that was with us he's just like yo like let's go sit down and like me miles ended up ditching them like they went and sit down and we just like ran off miles was like i want to walk and i was just like okay let's walk and we just like started talking about how like everything we just had this conversation about how Everyone is out for themselves. Literally everyone is out to make a dollar on you, whether it's from stealing your phone to sell it for their own profit or like the Uber drivers, like trying to get, pick you up. Like this whole festival is just designed for you to like, for them to make money. Like they make it like this beautiful event where you'll hold an emotion to it. And if you hold an emotion to it, like you're going to want to come back. So it's like their marketing mechanism. And we just realized that, like, everything, like, everything is just, like, a trap. Like, everything is literally an illusion. Like, like just everything. <laughs> like, right. every single person. And we were just, like, in the middle of this rave. And watching everybody. And we were just, like, we wanted to go home. We just wanted to go back home and, like, live our lives. And we both came to the realization that, we understand how this reality is. Like, we both got it. And now we're going to be the ones to make it on top. Like, we were looking at, like, the people on stage and all the sheep that were, like, dancing. And we both agreed that we'd rather be on the stage than mm-hmm. be amongst the crowd. Like, be the creator, not the follower. Yeah. And, and we all kind of fit within that type of paradigm, don't we? Yeah. Because, like, honestly, dude, I don't necessarily want to be on stage, but I'd organize a festival. Yeah. And I bet you I'd have a pretty damn cool festival. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? Because, like, the festival I would have would be, like, an Olympic Games of music. Mm-hmm. Right? That would be fun, right? Where people perform and shit, but it's, you know, like, people you don't know, too. Right, so you would go to places to discover new music. Oh yeah, that would be cool. Right, but it's but it's all people that are good because they're all part of like one kind of like family unit of like think of um, the Olympic Games and think of Earth as like a family unit, right? Mm -hmm. And let's say that there's a Universal Games as well, and like or like a Solar Games and like every single solar system sends their top athletes 
or like every planet sends their top athletes to the solar games right so like what i want to do is run a festival where everyone competes against each other but it's in a family kind of environment because we're all under the same banner and it's all like so it's one record label and then it's many micro labels within many micro labels and whatnot all feeding upwards to like major labels and whatnot right so you'd have like your big players that some people would know of but the mm-hmm. talent below is found by the people above because they run their label. Oh, that would be so awesome. Yeah, and they, and they create teams and they scout and they go and find people to do the, the uh, official games of rap or whatever it is, is what I would start with, right? And so I would create a minor league system for musicians. And it would be so intricate. Like if you think of... Um, major league sports minor league systems and like farm teams and how like there's money involved and people still get paid so like someone could maybe make two thousand to three thousand dollars a month being a rap artist and that would pay their expenses just being a music right because you don't need to make thousands of dollars you just need to make your expenses and then you're no longer a sheep you're part of the people on stage uh, that'd be cool. So that's kind of what I want to do because I, I I'm with you, dude. That just sounds so awful. And like when we get when we go off air and we have a conversation off air, mm-hmm. I'll tell you the reason why I don't ever want to go to a rave. Okay. Because yeah. it's really, 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 really dark. And yeah, it happened. Like it. And it happened in. Not my hometown, but the town next to ours. What, what did it happen to you? Or just no, you? it happened at a house party rave. Scary. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think I'm ever going to go again. Like, ever. Like, that was it. Like, you don't need to. I'm glad that you came to those conclusions. Yeah, me too. Like, it, it's, um, it's weird. As it, it's kind of like, were you, did you kind of feel like you were in The Sims? <laughs> Yeah. A little bit with, like, everyone just dancing and bobbing around. And, like, I want, uh, if I could sit down and watch a show called Meet, or there's a show on with Jamie Foxx called Beat Shazam. Mm-hmm. And have you ever seen it? No. Okay. If you have cable. I don't. <laughs> see, that's the problem. You could probably just get a clip from YouTube and watch it once. But it's pretty much, like, I know how... Um, the behind the scenes of film and television work. I know how manipulative it can be when no one knows the real answers. Yeah. Right. That's what we were talking about too, which is like the forms of manipulation and how like brands say like one spot left or anything. Yes. And then, and then somehow magically more tickets just somehow come about. Yeah. Right. It's all like, Right or like a second show, and now the tickets are cheaper yeah. for some of them, and now you're stuck with these expensive ass seats Yay. when you can get better seats for cheaper. Yeah, right, it's all a fucking lie, and that's, that's it's what a we're scam. About too, everything is a lie. Everything is a scam. Like everything in this world is not how it seems. Yes, it's all public relations. Yeah, and it was a lot to take in, and so we ended up like. We started heading out. Oh, oh, yeah, get this. So we, like, ran into our friends again. 
and they were like, oh, has it hit you yet? Has it hit you yet? And we're like, no, we didn't take it. And then he, like, Miles brought up the ecstasy and he, like, showed them. And I was like, you know what? We don't need this. And I, like, gave it back to the, our friend. And Look at you, huh? Yeah. Big girl. And we had all this alcohol. We didn't drink the alcohol. We didn't drink the cigarette. But we, like, walked up this hill in the festival. And we, like, I had to show you this picture. Like, I wanted to write about it. Um, I took a picture of, like, the entire festival and how, like, cool it looked. But it was just, like, schools with this lost people. Yeah. And we left. So we ended up, okay. And then we left two hours early. And we had to walk, like, a mile to the car. And... Miles like he's like oh I think it's this way and I was like no I think it's this way I was like isn't it this way and he's just like no we didn't cross the street and so I just like gave I didn't listen to my intuition I just like followed him and we ended up we were lost like we had no idea where we were where we we had no recollection of where we parked because we were drunk and I was just going it based off of my intuition after we like walked up a hill and we were like running down this mountain to find our car and then I'm just like, you know what? Or no, he was just like, you know what? You were right. And it was like the whole spot that I knew it was there intuitively, but I didn't go with my gut. I went with his. Mm-hmm. So it was like another lesson. And then I just kept saying, I was like, I'm so mad at you. I was like, you never like, you never trust me. But in reality, it's because it was like I was projecting what I was feeling on myself to him. <laughs> Poor dude, just taking your hits. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, dude. That sounds like a night and a half. Yeah. And so, then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's more. Sounds like there's more. So go. A little bit. Yes. And then we found out We found out where our car was. And, like, I just took off my my, my shoes. And we were just talking. And we're like, you know what? Like, let's go. Let's go. Let's go get a wakey-bakey without... Is, which is like this thing at Jack in the Box like has it's like hash browns with, like cheese on it and eggs and bacon and I was just like okay well I'm not gonna get the eggs or any of the meat but I'll just get the whatever the cheese sauce it's fake anyway and he got the regular wakey bakey and we both ate it and as we're eating it we realize how fucking disgusting it is and we're like okay we're never eating this shit again like we're both just gonna eat as clean as possible like vegan like all fruits and veggies and he ended up getting like really sick like we're both we both were just like contemplating like making ourselves throw up to get it out of us our system <laughs> and yeah that was the end holy shit huh yeah do you feel like you grew up a lot yes <laughs> uh, sometimes we have to kick the shit out of ourselves in order to do it right like you had to go and see you had to it, there it would always be a, a good for you for going and doing it. And now I never want to go again. Like I have absolutely like no desire to. Yes. I honestly, I honestly think Miles is at that point too. I just don't think he wanted to admit it. Yeah, exactly. Right. He he'll get there. I mean, I think we all kind of. Here's so so, what were you saying? You said, oh, "Fuck, where was it?" Um. It was about waking up, and I don't know if it was in this episode or something before in the text messages, but mm-hmm. the the waking up, <sighs> yeah. right? And what you go through because one, nobody can understand what you're going through really deep down, 
right? So you're alone completely, right? And then, or at least you're, like, if you really want to look at it, um, 0% of the population on the planet really knows what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and then let's say that, like, 5 to 10% might actually know, like, get an inkling or feeling what you're going through. Yeah. Right? So 90% of the population has no clue still. And it's so, it's so like, exhausting and you're just alone. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is that you're alone dealing with you. Yeah. And that's the hardest part because it's easy to deal about other people. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to make decisions for other people and about other people. Right? It's so easy. But when it's about ourselves, it's so much more difficult. Right? And it's tiresome because um, it's one side of us wanting to create change and another side of us wanting to stay still. So you're literally fighting yourself. <laughs> yeah. All the time. And you have denial, too. Like, you're just, like, trying, you know what the truth is and you're trying to deny what it actually is. And you try to justify, like, why it's not true and then... It yeah. keeps slamming you in the face with the truth. <laughs> yes. And you know those sad days that we get? Yeah. One of those sad days um, is the old us, visiting our old us, trying to rekindle what used to be. Ooh. Like, like going and trying to rekindle an old relationship with someone the same way. The and same it, like then a it, new way or a different no, way? No, no, like the same, like trying to get that magic back that you used to have. But you've grown so much that that magic isn't the same because, like, think about magic as a child and magic as an adult. You've grown up, right? And that old you is, hasn't. And you go back there and it's just sad to be around the people that haven't grown. You know, like going back to a sad garden and just being like, oh, fuck. Right. And, and making the most of it. But like, you don't want to do that anymore. You don't want to be that person anymore. You want to be who you are now. Right. Mm-hmm. And take, take into consideration this, who you are now is going to be your dark garden of the future. You said dark garden. Yeah. Like how your garden is right now that you're going back to visit like your old garden. Mm-hmm. Right. Who you are right now is going to be the equivalency of that in like five years. That's so isn't it so in that sort of way we gotta just stop beating ourselves up so much yeah. because at some point you're going to want to change anyways you either are on the forefront of it and going oh this is the direction I'm heading or you're in the back of the bus just letting somebody else drive yeah so you know like that's the difficulty of awakening is not only do you start seeing the flaws in society, you start seeing the flaws in who you once were. And the thing is, is that you can't be upset about it at all. But we are. But we are. And as, peace is being able to walk outside and just be okay with what it is. Like not settle, not anything like that. Just understand that change is always happening. It just happens at a different speed than you. Like, think about how long it takes you to change something. A while. Right? Now, think about how long it would take a planet to change something. 
even longer. So why do we jump to the conclusion that if we did something for so long, for so long, that it would take a short period of time to change any of that? True. So really, if people, and I learned this the other day, like, it, dude, I'm 38 and I'm finally really understanding the importance of really just taking an extra second. taking that step back yeah just mm. oh okay and then going forward again right just pausing life for a second so that i don't explode so that i don't i'm not too far ahead right there's this dope speech at the end of any given sunday which is a football movie have you ever seen it probably not okay good i didn't think you did but it's a dope speech and it's talking about how football um how you either how everybody either comes together as a team or you um, die as individuals, basically. And he's talking about how football is a game of inches. And he's like um, a, uh, a foot or two ahead or back and you're early or too late, right? Um, you know, like you're, if you're two inches too short for the fourth down, like you don't get it. Like he's just talking about like it's a game of inches. And it literally is. Life is a game of inches, that's it and it's what you do in that inch that makes you who you are because relatively speaking the egyptians if you look at them on a timeline are less than an inch are in less than an inch yeah think about think about an empire on a timeline right think of a timeline of the world of our existence of what we know so far right And if you think of the Egyptians, right? And if you think of like other big like empires, if you think of the earth being 4.5 billion years old, right? And think of how like, think of a ruler, right? And the ruler is the entire existence of the planet from its beginning to the end. How big of a measurement is even our current modern era? nothing exactly so is it is life really that big of a deal no it depends it's all relative right like it depends on where you want to be in existence at the time you can make it a really big deal you can make it as big a deal as possible or it can mean absolutely nothing to you guess what there's the worst things happening to people right now there's the best things happening to people right now and neither of us care about that. Right? Because we get to choose how we want to live our life. But the moment that someone comes into our life, comes into our reality, right? Renders towards us or we render towards them. Then we start to care, don't we? Mm -hmm. Why? Because you're being able to firsthand observe like their changes. And it's, it's also completely selfish because they can fuck up our reality. How? Because of them just being there, just being in observable space. They can really screw up. Like, think about it. Like, think about all of the people that have come into your life that have kind of altered things when you should have been doing something else. (laughs) right that's what i'm talking about right like 
they become possibilities in a game and side quests that if you go down will change your character forever. That's why you really have to be careful with who you let into your life. 100%. You kind of have to... It's, it's like if you consistently follow your heart, I think you'll have the best adventure on the planet. That's what I'm trying to get to. So yeah. Speaking of that, like speaking of like letting people into your proximity, I'm not gonna let that that Joel guy. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm gonna say his name. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna be straight up. Like I'm not gonna let him be in my life because he just he just seems so happy. Like it's like that happy thing. Like how he'll laugh and <laughs> feel emotions. <laughs> I'm. So let me just get this straight. You don't want someone in your life because, and I'm not, sorry, this is to the people listening to this, me and me, me and me and C have talked about this before. So this is a joke, but you're basically in a sense, dropping someone from your life because they're too happy. <laughs> right. Sounds funny. But when you really look under the, the, the body of it all, there's something else there, isn't there? And that's because what he's like not feeling his traumatic, like he's not experiencing it. He's just like covering up, like, hey, no, I'm happy. Let me laugh. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I don't know, I don't know what causes that. Because, I mean, how can that not be a mental disorder? Yeah. Or an emotional disorder? Right. How is, how is, how can that be nor- considered normal behavior? Why? Because he's forcing himself to be in a state that he shouldn't be in. <laughs> it was so forced too like it was so fucking forced like mm-hmm. you could totally tell like that, that wasn't him and it made me like cringe like and it was awkward and no like that's not how it's supposed to be like you're not supposed to force yourself into laughing like that and, like I was saying stuff that wasn't even funny <laughs> and it was and- just he was laughing because he was fucking it was awkward for him yeah right and we laugh when it's awkward because it distracts us from um, feeling the awkwardness. Because, like, think about it, dude. Nobody likes to feel awkward. Yeah. It sucks, right? And we all, yeah, and we all learn our own different ways. And the best way to learn how to deal with being comfortable and uncomfortable and that kind of, like, awkwardness is yoga. Because yoga puts you in some really fucked up poses that um, can make you feel really awkward and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And you just have to breathe the fuck through it. Yes, just like doing like the yogi squat, like your legs are wide open. Yeah. <laughs> and my right. sister was like super embarrassed of doing that with me. And I'm just like, no, who cares? Relax. Kids the shit, right? Yeah. Who, like, and that's the difficult part of it. And it really goes down. It comes back to... Um, I think this is why people, why, why, and, and we consider them gods and, and queens and, and like famous and all of that shit, but like people that perform at a really, really high level. I think what they've done is overcome. Have you ever heard of the two slit experiment? Mm-mm. Okay. So it's something that you're going to want to look up. And I think it goes this way. Um, they, people, uh, it's, this won't make any sense probably. But it's the idea of, like, um, single lines, like, two different lines 
and a wavelength. Okay, it's called the single... Uh, double slit experiment. I'm going to butcher the fuck out of this because I really didn't pay attention in school. And by pay attention in school, I mean my own research. Okay. <laughs> right? But the idea is based on this. When we are observed, we act differently than when we're not. Yeah. Right? Okay. And when we know we're observed, we act differently than when, we, when, when we're not. Right? Like, it's yeah. two different things there. Two different things. When you don't know you're being observed, but you are. And you know you're being observed. And you are. And when you know you're being observed, mm-hmm. right, and you're aware of it, right, it is more difficult for us to be ourselves. Yeah. What, what's the reasoning behind that? Emotion. Fear. More than likely, because we are brought up to believe that we are meant to fit in. I even find that way, like, I struggle with that, too. Like, I don't even want people to listen to the podcasts that we're currently making because (laughs) of fear. Right. I don't want to record myself. I'll record myself, and then I won't watch it. Oh, I never listen to my stuff. So we need to. I need to listen to my stuff? Is that what you're trying to tell me? We both well, need to. Well, I just don't have the time. True. And the other thing is, is that I lived it. Yeah. Right? I didn't, you were present I, in that moment. I was. Right? Just like how I am right now with you. There's nothing really more on my mind right now than our conversation. That's how... Okay, I'm like that too. I actually was just told that if I want... Like, as a, someone had, like, gave me some advice on how I'm doing these, these broadcasting and how I like want to do YouTube and how it's important to like watch yourself on there. Mm-hmm. Why? That's, that's only if you want to like, do you want views? Do you want ratings? Do you want to beat a system? Like what, what that's, that's watching yourself and correcting yourself from that is, is all that is right. Like you can listen to feedback, but what is your purpose? Why are you doing it? Right. I'm not doing it for the people listening to the show. Mm -hmm. You guys listening to this, this is for your benefit because this is basically a conversation between two people. Right. That we decided to record because we think it's fun. Right. And it's also less pressure to do it this way as well. Fuck Yeah. And the other but but on the flip side, a lot of people will relate to it. And go, oh, fuck, they'll relate to your story huge because I had a moment where I wanted to stop drinking. Dude, I lost, I, I remember getting so fucking drunk on, I forget when it was, like in 20, it could have even been like, I was like 33, dude. And I was still like drinking to fit in with friends. So mm-hmm. like every, I would get drunk maybe like three times a year. Okay. Right. And this one time, the last time that I really, really, really got fucked up. And yeah, it was, no, it was 2014. I'd just gotten back from Florida and I had this bottle of moonshine that I'd bought from the States and got to bring in. So I drank the whole bottle of that. And I dipped into some gin later. And I was so drunk that I don't remember walking upstairs, laying down in my bed, waking up and walking downstairs. Whoa. Like I lost two or three hours of time. Yeah, that's so scary. Blocked gone from my life, not in existence, not, I don't even, and all I know is that I, I, I'm hoping that I was just laying down in my bed because that's where I woke up. 
see, that's why they say, like, that's how you can pick up, like, demons and stuff when you're drinking like that. Spirits. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right? So, and the next morning, dude, the next morning was probably the worst hangover that I'd ever had in my entire fucking life. Yeah, you get really sick from it. And I basically was, I think I draw, drew a bath for myself and I was shivering in the tub. And I was just like, that's the last time you do this to yourself. Your body hates you. You know, like, how, how is this any fun? Blah, 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 all of that shit. And I just really started to taper to the point that I don't remember my last drink. Jeez. Yeah, I know. Fuck drinking. Right. And I think the only time that I'm going to drink again, if I ever do will be with Casey um, and I'll get him to make me a little bit of lean and I'll just have like a sip. Because huh. neither have I and I don't know if I should, but who gives a fuck? I think a yeah. sip's going to be okay. I think like, because I, I like the taste of like wine and stuff. So if I had like a little bit, like that'd be fine. Or... I think so too. I think if you classy drink, it's going to be okay. Don't party drink. Yeah. Like, not to drink to get drunk. That's no, the issue, is that whenever like, we drink, we drink to get drunk. Yeah, and that's, I think, and I, a lot of it, dude, is to feel differently. To feel secure. It, it, it builds up this thing inside of us that gives us a false sense of security and hope. Yeah, it does. It really does. Like, yeah. I love, like, I used to love the person that I was when I was. <sighs> Me too. Drunk Mike's pretty dope. Yeah, like, Drunk CR was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very friendly. I would talk to everybody. I would be. Me too. Yeah, I would be, and it didn't matter. I didn't give a fuck, and I, I would dance. Oh fuck yeah! Everyone loved me, and the thing is, is that, um, I was so good at conversation that they felt like I was part of the team, and would get me a drink with them. Oh, that's awesome. Right, so I usually would spend maybe ten to fifteen dollars at all at a bar. Dang, you know, you know, that's how I play it too. And I'm not a hot girl. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not easier. going like I'm not even. You have it way well. See, here's the thing though: you have it easier and harder. Women have it. What, what, here's what women don't understand: if you um, if you start buying your own drinks, men will stop thinking you'll go home and sleep with them. That's the honest goddamn fucking truth is um, when you here's from this is don't go. No, that's not true. Ladies and gentlemen, I am a man letting you understand it from a male perspective. What goes through our head when we say, can I buy you a drink? And you say, yes. Yeah. You just gave me the key to your apartment. That's what you think anyway. Yes to your downstairs apartment or at least the garage to park my car, right? Like that's going through my head. And the more drinks you allow me to buy you, the easier, right? the easier. Well, well, it's the, the more that I think you like me, right? And the more friendly you are, like you're really doing yourselves a disservice by leading men on by being nice. It'll take a generation or two to get past it all. But like, don't be a cunt, but be upfront and honest. Just be like, look, I'm here to just have a good time with my friends. That's it. I'm going to buy my own drinks. If you want to have my company, that's totally cool. 
But guess what's not happening, partner? Zero chance of you getting into this. <laughs> right? And sure, that would be insulting and some guys would try and, you know, like play that off and whatnot. But eventually, if women were honest, right, men would be honest too. Men would stop yeah. trying. Right? We would. And, and then on the flip side, though, ladies, once we stop trying anything because it'll happen, you have to take assertiveness and ask. There's nothing wrong with a woman asking a guy out. Yeah, there is. It's actually kind of hot. Get over your fucking fear. Because here's what we've gone through. We've gone through years and years and years and years and years of women saying no to us. So you know what you are to us for the most part? You're just another no that we haven't gotten yet. So you're not even worth the calculated risk to fucking talk to. Because we don't want to get said no to again. So we'll go for somebody that we know will say yes to us even if it's underneath our value, because at least she respects us to the point where she's given us some sort of attention. See, that, like, melts my heart. Like, I want, that's how I would be now. But in the past, like, I was definitely that girl who tried to get free drinks. Mm-hmm. 100%, right? Like, now you kind of understand, the, you're starting to peel back the illusion of it. And go, that's just part of the illusion, too. The reason why people bought me drinks isn't because they wanted anything else out of me except for my company. I earned those drinks because I was their friend for that night. So that's different than just... 100%. Because all I wanted to do was go out and have fun. And I found people that also wanted to have fun. And you know what's great? I've found the ability to go out and have fun now without needing to be drunk at all, period. I never needed it to begin with. It just added and enhanced. But like a little bit of cannabis in me, just a bit, like a 10 milligram cap, even Mm -hmm. though I might not totally feel it, boost me enough for me to just totally let go. And really? be relaxed. Yeah, and just totally be relaxed out with people. So what are these tabs that you make? I don't know. Like, I don't caps? Know what they are. Yeah, the caps. Okay, so have you ever seen, you know what capsules are? Like pills? Yeah. You know, like you'd, you'd buy, um, I forget what, whatever you go to a natural food ho- store and grab a bottle and there'd be capsules inside, right? So mm-hmm. those caps, if you have them empty, can be filled with things. And so what I do is I get shatter, I burn it down into an oil, decarb it that way so it's activated. And then I add MCT oil into it or whatever additional oil you want to add in. So it could be grapeseed oil, it could be Udo's oil, it could be a 369, whatever you want to add into it, Mm -hmm. right? Um, As long as it's the right measurement for the cap size, then you um, get a syringe and you basically syringe as many caps that the liquid will fill. And it's usually depending on what size and dosage, you'll get um, 200, 400, or 800 caps. Shit. Per ounce of shatter. Hmm. Yeah. So 
and and that's the whole thing so and it's real easy to do and the there's different types of cannabis extracts that all will do different things for the body right so some more science needs to go into it to get people to understand the benefits of these things especially at low dosages because a 5 milligram 5 to 10 milligram sativa cap like a genuine sativa cap or not necessarily like full spectrum but like i forget where it it would be a specific strain but it would actually uh, boost your mood as an antidepressant yeah i believe it 100 percent, because i've done it i want can you send me some no but when well yes and no like when when we establish shop down there, we'll figure out how we're just going to do it. And then you'll just have them. That's the idea, right? Is to figure out how to create our, you, me, Casey, right? And whoever else wants in on the dream. I have actually probably two or three other people down there. At least two that would want to do it too. No, oh, fuck, three, five. They're just, they're, everyone's in the States, dude. Um, but for the cannabis side, we need to figure out where the best place is to set up shop. Yeah. And we set up shop there. Our egos aside, doesn't really matter. We just set up shop there because that's the best spot for us. Wait, can you say that again? What spot is? Um, we, we put our egos aside because it doesn't matter. Like what matters is the spot. It's the best spot for us. That's what we need to find for this. So if it's in the Los Angeles area, then it's in, or, or California, then we set up our cannabis shop in California. If it's Vegas, we set it up in Vegas or Nevada, right? Okay. Right. Wherever it's going to be the most, um, the, the, in totality for everybody working the best for everyone. Mm-hmm. because and then whoever lives in the house that stays in the house will always have basically in a sense an unlimited supply of cannabis as long as you're respectful okay. because we're going to run on I want to run on this philosophy dude I want to run on the philosophy that um, as long as we make it to tomorrow and have stuff for the next day we're good so everything on top of that is bonus. And the bonus then can be used for other things. And one of those things I would love to do is have um, a fun and compassion club. Right? And, and, and two, those are two different things, right? Like departments, like a compassion department and a fun department and different areas that would have different resources, right? So our compassion department would have a certain amount of, of available goods that we'd give away for free so that yes, people, for our people, well, for our, no, that would be the fun department. Okay. Compassion would be more like of our charity side, but if it is someone in ours, like let's say that um, one of our people's wife needs to have surgery and 
she doesn't want to take any chemical pills or anything like that, right? The compassion department would figure out a way for her cannabis to be settled, right? So that they don't have to worry about that. Oh, that's adorable. Right. Um, I'm actually you... going to have to go. Um, I need to make sure my roommate cleaned up the bathroom because I feel like he's like about to leave right now. <laughs> no worries, dude. It's been a good episode. Yes, it has. So, um, thank you for joining me. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Yes, and we will talk soon. All right. Okay. See you next time. Peace, dude. Peace. Hey, dude. What's up? What up, dude? What up? How are you? I'm good. Good here. I'm about to mm-hmm. take a hit from this bong right now. I got some good ass cannabis. Yay! I know. That's something to celebrate. It is, especially since I was like really appreciating the cannabis and I was thanking it for existing on this (laughs) planet. (laughs) Yes, thank you, plant. Thanks for putting up with like all of the bullshit that put you through. For real. Mm hmm. Right. Uh, That's a rabbit hole we do not need to get down to today. No. Right. Um, I've been on down enough rabbit holes the past couple of days. <laughs> Fuck, probably like week or month for you. God. <laughs> it's having new realizations all the time and just falling deeper into it. Yeah. Because once you peel off one layer, the next layer becomes available to peel off. Fuck, dude. It was so intense. Like, it's. And you just keep peeling off the layers. Like, there's no... Once you start the process, yeah. there's no stopping it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There isn't. Right? And that's what you're going to spend your life doing is just, like, dissecting the illusions. Well, and the there's... Illusions. There's two... There's, there's another part to it that people don't quite know yet that mm-hmm. is going to really fuck them up is it's... Um, oh, fuck. How to put it properly? So... Once you get rid of all of your layers, uh-huh. do you know what you do next? You start... You build on new layers to take yeah. off again and build on new layers to take off again. It's a consistent game of putting on new layers and taking off. It's like putting on clothes and... Tr- like trying clothes in a fucking mirror is exactly what it is. You put it on, you look in the mirror, you're like, no, this doesn't fit me well. And you go and you take it off and you put something else on. That's how you spend your whole life? That's how you spend your whole life. Because you change. You evolve. You should not be the same person you are 10 years ago. Yeah. Because the world has evolved. And if you don't evolve with the world, you get left behind. And like, there's nothing wrong with like keeping some stuff. Like, I don't think, I think into my 90s and 80s, like 80s and 90s, if I get there, I will probably still wear hoodies. Like, like that won't go away from me. Being comfortable in clothing will always be something that will be top priority over what people think about how I dress. Oh, yeah. I love wearing hoodies. Yeah. Oh, do you wear hoodies a lot? Always. Mm. I hate summer because of it. <laughs> because I'm You're always... you comfy in your hoodie. I'm too fucking hot and there's not enough... When I actually have the money set aside, I'm going to work with... Um, 
a designer. I'm going to find someone that I like, like a designer that I like that makes clothing that I like and get the material that I enjoy. And I'm getting a custom line made for me of like the clothing that I want. <laughs> I'm tired. Yeah. yeah, I'm just, I'm fucking tired. And like, I will let them promote it, do whatever the fuck they want with it, as long as I have a pair for me or two pairs or whatever it is, right? Like two of the same shirts in like different fucking colors, right? Mm. So like two purples, two, and like two different shades of them too, right? Light and dark, right? So like my entire closet would be a rainbow, but it would be the same fucking shirt, same pattern, just different colors and maybe a different thing on the front. I can see you doing that. Yeah, right? Like, you know, like different food town characters on the front of each of the shirt. (laughs) Why not, right? Why not advertise for yourself? Be for your, real. Be no your one else does biggest that. fucking promoter. Without being a dick or a cunt or anything like that, right? Nobody likes those people, right? Mm-hmm. Anyways, okay. So, let's make this one official. Last episode okay. was really quick, right? Yes. So, that was episode eight of Hide Is Entirety. Which is dope. I never thought we'd mm-hmm. get this far. Right? I know. <laughs> you, why, why didn't you think that? I... No, I'm just joking. It's just like, I think in the society that we live today, they would, they would see our process unorthodox. Yeah. We're not scheduled. True. You and I didn't be like every Sunday we're going to do this or every, you know, like every other day. I've been doing high ideas for a few months now. We're only on episode eight. <laughs> Me and Casey joke back and forth that at some point we're going to come out of retirement and do another episode. Oh. Right? Just because we've been so busy and doing other things that we haven't really gotten to the point yet where we can do these consistently for everything we do just so that we have a library. Right? But here's the fun one. This is going to be, I think we can have this a, a really fun episode if we really put effort into it because this one's episode nine. Oh, okay. Yeah. And if we know anything about the number nine, the number nine is all about illusion. Oh, my God. (laughs) Right? So think about what we've been going through, what we've been experiencing. And I think we could really have a dope episode if we kind of keep that as a running theme. Okay. Right? The illusions of it all. Because even illusions have illusions. And, like, if you think about that and you think about math, does that make an illusion if an illusion has an illusion does that make that illusion real or is it still an illusion it's still an illusion right so you don't multiply the illusions together to create right because one negative plus one like plus one negative is still negative right yeah but a negative minus a positive then would equal like either zero or a positive right Mm -hmm. right so like that's kind of how i look at illusions in a way, right? Because, like, there are two different types of negatives that when multiplied together will create a positive. If every single human being, even though you would look at it as a negative thing, would stand up for themselves and stand against any type of oppression that's going against them, mm-hmm. right? And were willing to do whatever the fuck it took to get over that hump. Those are two negatives going against each other in a fucking, both illusions, by the way, because we don't have to do any of that. We just have to stop doing what we're doing right now and live a different way. To live a life without illusions? With what? Wait, to live a life without illusions? 
Yeah. Well, I mean, it's always going to be an illusion in in one way or another. It's just what illusion do you want to live in? What illusion are you most comfortable in? Right? And really, when it comes down to it, then you can just match it with, like, what emotion do you want to live in? Yeah. Okay. Right? Because the biggest illusion that we have going right now is that of time. What exactly is time? How do you keep people in a state of time? Well, Time is really just matter moving at, a, at different rates from, of, of each other so that you can get space, dimension. So it's matter what? Matter. It's, it's in the physical realm. Time mm-hmm. is matter moving. The movement of matter is time. So this is the physical realm then, right? In a sense. If you, well, it's the, in the illusion. So like if you want to think of it as a... Um, Let's look at it in the terms of being able to operate your phone. Okay. In order to operate your phone, you need two different things. You need not just hardware and software, but within the software, you need an operating system running in the background so that it has an operating system running in the foreground, which is the graphics operator. (laughs) So we humans in the physical are in the graphics side of it. And there's also, underneath of all that, the coding side of it, the HTML or the PHP or whatever you'd want to call it, right, is the code. So, like, in the Matrix, when they're watching the code stream down, that's mm-hmm. basically the code side of it. And the Matrix in the graphic end is, is, like, what you see of the Matrix is its graphic end. Whoa. Right? Oh. And yeah. So that makes sense a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, in order for a system to run, it can't stay in the same place forever. Yeah, that's true. Right? That's so why they have updates. To, that's why they have updates. That's why you evolve. That's why we grow. That's why we have upgrades and we evolve with the planet because the planet's upgrading as well. Right? Whoa. So. Yes. So we have upgrades just like a computer does. 100%. So are we in it just computers in a sense? You're just code. You're not anything really. You can move into wanting to feel special and whatnot, and then you can be you and your body and your flesh because that makes you separate from everything. But real- realistically, we're a painting. Right? We're just individual pieces in a painting. But when you look at a painting, you don't go, oh, there's John, right? Because yeah. John doesn't feel shit. John's in the painting, right? We're just this evolved painting that has feelings like Sims. <laughs> so we want to be individualized because, well, we've been conditioned to believe that that's what's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. But like, you and I are starting to realize a couple of different things that are really fucking bizarre for so many different people, but for you and I, it's starting to become more normalized. What? Like what? Like semi-sharing a consciousness. Oh, yeah. Right? (laughs) Right? Well, like between you and I? You and me, yeah. (laughs) Right? You pick up on some of the stuff that I have, and I pick up on some of the stuff that you have unknowingly just because we have a connection. Now, what the fuck is that? You live in California and I'm up here in Canada. So it's and not you're as... able to heal me. Yeah, and do some really fucked up things, right? Just because we can connect. 
Okay, I have something to comment about that, actually, getting off track. Um, yes. <laughs> earlier, I kind of felt our, like, connection, our consciousness. Yeah. And I was thinking about how I woke up this morning, and I felt like I had a UTI again. Ooh. Yes. Interesting. And so I thought about how you could heal my UTI, and I didn't even have to ask you. But I felt that connection. And I felt like I kind of just, like, forgot about it, and then... It, the UTI pain went away. Oh, shit. So you brought it back into the foreground. Yeah. And your body remembered it. <laughs> and you were able to heal yourself. Yes. Whew. All, <laughs> all from... All from what? Memory. Mm-hmm. I wasn't there. You didn't connect with... Like, you didn't contact me directly. Yeah. Did it all 100%. Well, how is that possible? Right? If, if I was the one that helped you heal. Well, now you have the source material within you to be able to do that. Holy shit. <laughs> Fun, right? Dude, what the fuck? <laughs> Fun? I think, like, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Neat. Like, what's the word to describe it? <laughs> Do you know what a good word to describe it is? What? Normal. Normal. Because we should be, be able to do this. Why not? Who's to say that we aren't able to do this and that what's happened is... Oh, no, bud, we're done. Come on, move. Come on, move. Go lie down again. I went outside to go uh, roll up my windows because uh-huh. it started to rain here. And he thought I was leaving, so he got off the couch oh where he was God. laying. And now he's a little disoriented. <laughs> come on, get back up on couch. It's okay. It's okay. Okay, How come on. How cute. Let's go. Move. And the sad thing is, okay, get up, is I truly believe that he is connected with me more than anything else on the planet. And so when I go through upgrades, so does he. Oh, and his upgrades he can't explain and so he throws up every morning and his blood work comes back okay he's not sick he's at weight he's actually doing quite well except for his wrist hurts a little bit (sighs) right but why i don't know why i don't know why you get sick in the morning right other than that Hmm. because i know I, i can feel his connection it's insane Dude, that's awesome. Like, the ability you're able to, the fact that you're able to do that is so sick. Yeah. So, on that note, I don't know if it's just me in particular or Mm -hmm. if everyone can do it or if we all have our own individual gifts. Yeah, I still don't know about that either, but I feel like it's more towards our individualized gifts. Individuals, yes. Because in a system, you don't necessarily want repetition all that often because it becomes stagnant. Yeah. Right? And so you would want people, you would want the evolution of gifts as well. Hmm. Right? So that as you mature, so it is yours. And one other element that I think people aren't going to even quite be able to comprehend yet until it gets there mm-hmm. would be the combination of gifts outside of us. So, like, my gift talking to your gift and creating something. 
I feel like that's already a thing. I do too. I just don't think most people are, most people still think that um, everything's okay on the planet. Mm-hmm. So it's really difficult to, you know, like, so when I say things like I, you get it. Right. Yeah. Cause you understand these things cause you've broken through a barrier that a lot of people aren't willing to go through. It's scary. And you're now realizing why it is scary. Yeah. Why? Why is it scary to do this? Because it's just like you've seen the future. It's not only that, but you're saying goodbye to a past. Mm. And so many people on the planet aren't good with loss. Yeah. There you have... They have this, right? You're saying goodbye to you. The you you used to be. Think about like what you've been going through. And when you say goodbye to the old you, you also say goodbye to a lot of the people that were attached with that old self. Yeah. In the physical and in the metaphysical, depending on how you have to do it. You just literally do. Like you, you have to make it to the point that as bad as this sounds, all of that didn't kind of exist, but it did. Hmm. Because you can't let it bother you. Yeah, that's true. You can't. And that's just... how you get past it and like evolve into the new self or yeah. integrate into that self. 100%. So let's get back on topic today. So yeah, the topic we're keeping is... it off. <laughs> oh, oh, that's the whole point of the show though, mm-hmm. right? So the topic is illusions, mm-hmm. right? And... So one of the things that, well, you brought up was yesterday and the illusion of what yesterday was to you. Yes. Okay, hold on really fast. Hold on. Give me a second. By the way, this is uh, episode nine of High Ideas, if we haven't introduced it yet. And um, yeah, that's that's basically... uh, we have probably the most boringest but interesting intros because you don't really know where they come and go. Um, in in the future, these episodes will be building into a lot more stuff as I traverse down through the states, getting to meet all of these people and slowly starting a, to build a community around each other so that we can just do these whenever freely available because we've unlocked each other's um, schedules to be able to do so most people are caught in not a nine to five but in a day job nothing kind of like where they're caught in a concept where what's important is making money where really what's important is where we put our time so i figured out a way to not need all of the dumb shit that i used to have in my life and just be able to do what i want to um, to, to go after a future by basically not doing everything I want to do right now. Because it's just not fucking important. just isn't anymore. What is important is being able to do Food Town, get Black Nation up, get a uh, union going, get all the other projects like Ogre up and running, all of that stuff. Oh, and here we go. Three... Two, one. 
Yeah, I'm gonna have to go. <laughs> okay. Dang it, I'm sorry. No worries. Um, have a wonderful day, and we'll talk later. Um, yeah, no, let's finish this tonight for sure. Okay, cool. I have to leave right now. Okay, bye. All right, bye. Peace. Peace.